But you know, I want to just, uh, I'm going to kind of <clears throat> take you on a little bit of a journey on what I've been through and, and what's been kind of going on in, 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 in my neck of the woods. And, and recently I have uh, found myself um, in a lot of meetings lately. And uh, I'm just going to be transparent this morning because I feel transparency brings breakthrough. And I have found myself in a lot of meetings with, with different pastors and different ministry leaders from the region, from Bryan, from Defiance, and, and just surrounding areas. And uh, um, I come to find out there's a lot of things that are different. Unbelievable. And it seems as, it seems as, um, it seems as, <laughs> Jesus, give me the words. It seems as the Lord has us on a different mission than maybe others in the region. Praise God. And that's a good thing. Is that the wrong with that? Because each and every person has their portion in the kingdom. And I believe the portion of this house is, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be a, an interesting ride. You know, listen, like I was asked a question and one of the questions was, what do you believe? What do you believe, man? <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, I'm sitting there at and and I felt like, wow, <laughs> what do you believe? And my question was, and my answer was, all things Jesus, man. <laughs> Little, all, that was the answer. It's like, all things Jesus. All things Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Everything that Jesus did, we can, oh, come on, that's a wrap. We can break everything. Oh, I felt the flow. Oh! Did y'all hear? Man, I, I, I felt the fat rolls moving, boy. <laughs> but everything that Jesus did, we can do also. Come on, where's Peter? We need to sing that. Like, everything that Jesus did, we can do also. Uh. Come on, man. I feel that. I'm not kidding, man. I feel the glory. Don't you record me. <laughs> Too late. We're on the web. It's good. Wait a minute. We're live. But seriously, my, my, my answer was everything that Jesus did. And 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 then there were some things that that you know, and I'm not going to get into the whole meeting because I don't believe there's there's no reason to really get into what they don't agree with and all that kind. Of, none of that none of that matters. That's right. But it began to make me think about some stuff, and so today we're going to talk about we're going to walk in the fullness. And some for some of you, this is just going to be a refresher. You probably all of you guys are you probably know all of this stuff. But some of you probably don't. So uh, we're going to jump into this, all right? Oh, Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Everything that Jesus did, right? Woo! So let's turn 
to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. So, we're going to start in verse 7. We're going to read to verse 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for for profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit... To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of the spirits. To another, a different kind of tongues. And to another, interpretation of the tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. These gifts of the spirit, Holy Spirit, these gifts of the spirit are from the Lord. Holy Spirit, but you have to, we, we, we have to recognize that the enemy does everything in the counterfeit of what the Lord does. So the same way there's gifts of the Spirit, you better believe that there's gifts of the enemy. I'm not going to call them gifts, but there, there's, there's the, the, the things, the plans and the schemes of the enemy. And the, the Holy Spirit gives us the gifts, but the counterfeit comes from an antichrist spirit. It is an antichrist spirit. And I know we always hear, when we hear about the Antichrist, we hear about the, you know, in, in the book of Revelations where he talks about there's a, a person, that, that is all true. But what I'm speaking of right now, there is a spirit that influences the false prophet. It's an Antichrist spirit. Um, so let's, uh, um, let's turn to 1 John 4. Because, see, the Antichrist spirit is always going to do the opposite of what the, the Spirit of the Lord is doing. Amen? First John 4, verses 1 through 6. <clears throat> Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone into the world. Verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Of which you have heard that is coming and now is already in the world. Come on. Verse 4, you are from God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you 
than, than he that is in the world. Verse 5 says, they are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world. And the world listens to them. Verse 6, we are from God. And he who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Listen, this is why we must walk close in relationship with the Holy Spirit so we can recognize what is the voice of the Lord, what is God, and what is not. Because the enemy will come to deceive, he will come to lie, he will come to rob, he will come to steal, he'll do all these things. And guess what? He'll do it in the name of Jesus. Because he's a liar. So it's important that we recognize, but it's important that we walk in re- close relationship. Listen, I know, I know believers that can quote the scripture at the... I mean, they're like, thus saith the Lord, and they've got it down. But they've got no relationship with the Father. They are, I mean, they're a walking Bible preacher. I mean, they can... But when you talk about intimacy with the Father, they're like, what is that? So it's important that we have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit so we can recognize if what we're seeing and what we're hearing is the Lord. <clears throat> so, how do we know? Because <laughs> I, I can already hear Bart answering my question. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> how do we know it's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> we will know by its fruit. And its character. By fruit and its character. Listen. Sometimes, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, we, we've been on a journey. We've been in ministry a long time. And I'm sure so many of you guys have been too. But in this journey of walking with the Lord and, and being in ministry, you see a lot of crazy things. You see it. And sometimes you... People will come and, and they truly believe they have a word of the Lord. And the word that they release to people sometimes comes in a form of, ah, man, okay, hold on, G, Holy Spirit. It'll come in a place of not the Father's heart at all. It really doesn't. And that there's no... Fruits of the Spirit. So how do we know if it's the Spirit of the Lord? By the fruit and the character of the words that are being released and what's happening. Let's turn to um, um, Galatians 5. We know this scripture. Everybody knows it. We're going to turn to Galatians 5. We're going to start in verse 22. So how do we know if it's Holy Spirit? It breaks it down right here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. Come on, listen. 
have you ever been around sometimes people that they're in church and they're so oh, praise God and they're like Holy Ghost and and the moment they leave they're like hey how are you doing. You will know them by their fruit. You will know them. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us walk in the Spirit. These should be the characteristics of every single believer, especially when you're operating in your gifts. I remember I saw there was a show, a movie I saw many years ago, and they were they were in a private school. It was a Christian academy, and one of the girls they she was the head of the I don't know, but and she was talking about Christ's love, <laughs> and one of the girls interrupted her when she was speaking, and she turns to her and she says, "Shut up!" Oh no! And then they they corrected her, hey. What happened to Christ's love? And then she got the Bible. She says, I'm full of Christ's love. And she started beating her on the head with the Bible. And then she said, I'm full of Christ's love. So me and my wife have a joke sometimes. We're like, I'm full of Christ's love. (laughs) We're having a bad day. I love you, but I'm full. full." (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That was a joke. I'm going to get an email from somebody later. <laughs> but, the, but the characteristics of every believer should be the, the fruits of the Spirit, especially when they're operating their gifting. Every believer should have the same fruit, but not every believer will have the same gift. Not everybody believe not every believer will have the same gift. <laughs> the Holy Spirit distributes the gift in such a way that every believer has at least one unique gift. Listen, and I know that we're not gonna be able to break we can break down this whole teaching and this can go for weeks. Obviously that's not gonna happen today. But some people and well let me just Some people may have been given a gift of faith. And we're going to go over some of the gifts. Some people may be given a gift of healing. Prophecy. Holy Spirit will choose who gets which gifts. But we are accountable. Listen, we are accountable for what we do with what we've been given. That's why you see 
people down the street doing witchcraft, reading cards, and they're doing tarot card readings. Because, see, the gifts of the God, the gifts of the Lord are without repentance. You can, you can function in the gifts, but there's a different demonic spirit that will influence what they're doing. See, the enemy is a counterfeit, right? We know this. So we are held accountable for how we use these gifts. We must keep in mind that the spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit and every single one of them is important. But the use of these gifts, the main purpose is to exalt the Lord and to build up the body of believers. Let me tell you what. I'm just going to use my friend here today as an example. The Lord loved her so much today. Always, but I know, right? Always. Always. But that he was, he was intentional and he released the word of knowledge. That's one of the gifts. A word of knowledge because she matters to the Lord. To build up the body of the believers. The possession of a spiritual gift is not to be thought as making one believer more holy or more spiritual or more advanced than the other. Listen, some people believe that. Some people believe that because, well, I can shake it. And the other person, I know people that are believers that they've never prayed in tongues. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean because one person has one gift and the other person has the other gift. Every single person, when you give your life to Jesus, on that day when you you encounter Jesus' salvation, the Lord, Holy Spirit, releases a gift. Maybe you just don't know what your gift is today. I believe today is going to be a day of activation for us. I really do. <laughs> I know. I got. I got some water for you, buddy. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Holy Ghost. So these gifts, Paul warns us that these gifts must be first governed by love. Everything that we do must be governed by love. Everything that we do in functioning and operating the gifts should be done decent and in orderly fashion. That's right. Come on, we we we've we've seen stuff like this. I mean, I, there's I remember one time we were in, in a meeting I don't know where we were at, and there was an evangelist, and he was ministering, and we, you know, I, I'm all good about you know the joy and the drunken glory and people laughing, and I mean that's I love all that. I love it. It's good. But there's there's order in the house of the Lord. 
And, and there's a timing for that in, in all things. And this, this evangelist was about to minister, and there was a couple people that were in the front, and they were just, they were just, I mean, they were, they were drunk in the Lord. I mean, that's all, I mean, that's. But it got to the point where it got really distracting. It got to where, where, where no longer Jesus was being exalted. See, the gifts, what is it? It's that God would be exalted and the body of believers would be encouraged. God wasn't being exalted in that. And nobody was being encouraged. That the evangelist would say, hey, listen. I mean, he was a lot. He basically said, stop it in the name of Jesus. This is out of order. I know some have a, a problem with that. I think I had a problem with that at one point. But we serve a God of order. But I love the glory. So there's a balance. There's a balance. Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. Holy Ghost. I got all kinds of notes here, God. I'm just trying to find out where I'm supposed to go. Thank you, Lord. Most assume that spiritual gifts are given at the time of birth. So I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures just for you to have for references. It's going to be 1 Timothy 4.14 and 2 Timothy 1.6. And this is just referring to the gifts of, the, uh, of uh, how God releases the gifts. Because I believe that as we give our gifts in, in, in the time of salvation, but the Lord also release their seasons and timing that the Lord releases giftings. Sometimes it's a mantle. Come on, see, that's what I'm saying. We can, get, uh, we can get deep in this. But sometimes it's a mantle. There's a gift that the Lord will release in a time and a season. We see that in 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 14, 2 Timothy 1, 6. Um, let's turn to Romans 8, 9, please. Romans 8 9 says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of the Christ, of spirit of Christ, he is not his. Ephesians 1 13. In him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom? Also, you have believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is guaranteed of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to praise of his glory. So if you're taking notes, this is for you that may not know what they are. So we're going to go through them really quick. Gifts of the Spirit is the word of knowledge. The word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy, a gift, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the working of miracles, the discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, of tongues, 
and the interpretation. So the gifts of faith. <laughs> the gift of faith is a spiritual faith that is seen when someone has a strong and they're confident in God. Listen, we all know somebody. I was really black. I'm, can I, I'm just transparent. Yesterday, for those who know my wife, she's, she has to get injections in her, her knee um, because the doctor said she has, like, severe arthritis in her knee. So she gets these shots that are huge. It's horrible. So so she's trying to go, and, and, and uh, we, we live in an apartment, so we got to go upstairs and downstairs to, you know, we don't have a washer and dryer thing in our, in our, in our house. So it's one of those things that, and, and I'm telling her, you know, just just wait. Let let, let the boys help. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take the stuff down because it's it. We know it hurts your knees. And and then she said something to me, and I just began to weep. She didn't even know. She looks at me and she says, "No." She says, "I have to push through. I'm gonna be healed. Jesus is gonna heal me. I can't believe any other way." And she says, and I can't stop because if I stop, I'll, I'll, I'll just like, I'll, I just can't do it. I, gotta st- I can't stop. And the whole time, the whole time I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, like I felt like it was a rebuke in myself, but I know it was like just the faith that she had to hear her say that because I know what she goes through. Like you guys, I don't. You, I see her when she struggles. God, like Lord, let me just whatever I could do. And she's like, no. And that's the faith. That's a gift of faith. No matter what happens, that you just know that you know that you know. I. I I don't know that I have that like that. It's going to be honest. I'm just, I, I, I think about it and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, my faith, my gift of faith could only go so far. And then when it gets to that point, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, are you there? Like, I mean, no, I know you got me this far, but man, it just looks really grim right now. The gift of faith, no matter what, you stand in confidence and you stand bold knowing that no matter what. I mean, you think about, uh, uh, it was was Abraham when he was going to take his son. He was going to take his son and he's going to sacrifice, give him to the Lord. What kind of faith is What's that to have? Can you imagine? I don't know if you could take your child walking with him and you're about to, to, to burn him, sacrifice him. But he, there was a faith, there was a confidence. That you're a good God, and I know you're a faithful God, and I know you're going to give me what I need. You're going to provide the sacrifice all the way up, even if it's the last minute. The last second. Come on. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's all. Oh, come on. 
even if, bro, cause. Come on. That's so true. So, I want to encourage you to go and read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. It's the book of faith, man. And you'll go and you'll see how God and how these men and was used. Jesus, give us, give us our measure of faith, God. Another gift is healing. The gift of healing is the supernatural manifestations of the Spirit of God that miraculously brings healing and deliverance from any disease and all infirmity. There's a gift. I know people that, it's like, it doesn't matter who they pray for. They get healed. Hundreds of people, like when it comes deaf ears that are being opened, the Lord will use them in healing because that's part of their gifting. Even showing love is a form of healing. Did you know that if when you give a hug to somebody and you give them the love of the Father, it'll break down walls, it'll bring healing to their heart. The working of miracles, a miracle is, is, is humanly impossible, but it's divinely simple. It's simple because the one that's doing the miracles is God. I, one of these meetings I had, they said, well, we're not sure we believe. We believe in the miracles in the Bible, but we don't like the way you present it. I said, well, what do you mean? <laughs> how, do, how do I present it? I said, we don't know if we believe or we agree with how you present it. I said, oh, okay, you mean, and I'm sitting there. I said, oh, you mean, uh, come get your miracle. Expect your miracle. They said, yeah, kind of like that. And then I had to, basically what I said was, there's nothing you can do or say that can ever stop me from believing that God is a God of miracles. Nothing. I will not deviate, and I will not turn, and I will not stop doing what God has called us to do in this region. We're going to see a move of God come. <laughs> hey, 
Because see, he's a God of miracles. What do we do? What do you do as a son and a daughter? All things Jesus. Richard, all things Jesus, bro. Come on, that's got to be our new shirt, a new slogan. All things Jesus, baby. Come on. And then the back is going to say, that's what we do. Come on. And Bart's, I want my percentage. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> Holy Ghost. <coughs> but I've seen too many miracles. I've seen too many things that God has done in my life and people that I know that nothing anybody can say to me can change the way I believe. Till the day that I'm dying on my deathbed, and even if the Lord chooses not to heal me on my dying day, I will not stop believing that God's a God of miracles. God is in control. And see, sometimes our religious mindset will stop us and put blinders on our eyes, and we can't see. It'll stop us from seeing. Oh, miracles are only available back then. Oh, bunch of baloney. Jesus. Word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is a specific fact about a person, a place, or an event that was not obtained through natural means. It could be somebody's name, their occupation, their birthplace, details about their past, their history, anything about them that nobody knows. That's what a word of knowledge is. Uh, a good friend of ours who went to be with the Lord <coughs> told us a story one time how how uh, Paul, he wrote, was Paul, right? When he, the Lord had given him a bunch of names. And he wrote down these names and, and he wrote a, even social security numbers. Now, I don't know why God wants to write. I don't know. Don't ask me those questions because it doesn't matter, honestly. Maybe because he just wants to demonstrate. But he, he, he named phone numbers, street address, and even a social security number. And he had hundred of them. And he wrote all of these numbers down and all these names down. And he says, okay, I want you to rip it out, fold it up, and put it away. He says, okay. I don't know how many years later, 20 years later, 20, 25 years later. He's doing a big crusade in uh, like an, an arena. Thousands of people are in there. And then he says, hey, Paul, you remember that thing I told you to write down 20-something years ago? See, listen, we want to talk about get, like obedience. 
Some of us, some of our young prophets, our young prophetic voices, they get a word, and they want to give the word as soon as they get it. Oh, I got to share it. Oh, it's a word of the Lord. I got to tell you, oh, God said it. Twenty-five years, he holds on to the word because he, we serve a God of time and seasons. So he says, "Do you remember that paper?" He says, "Yes." I want you to go and pull it out because every single one of them people are in this meeting tonight. He says, "And I'm going to transform their lives." comes and he begins to prophesy and release these words and there's words and people's lives are impacted and transformed words of knowledge only God knows come on I believe the Lord is wanting to bring a shift in our prophetic listen Praise God for the, brother, I see this, and I, and I see that, and, and I see what you were doing, this, and this, and that. Praise God for those words, but man, Lord, let there be a move of the prophetic God where we are so finely tuned to your voice, God, that we would be the details, God. I'm talking like words like, on the way to work this, on the way to church this morning, you turn on the radio, and you heard a commercial. And the commercial said 99 cents. Ah. Come on. Words of knowledge. Some of you in this place. Whoa, Holy Ghost. You're called. That's one of your gifts. To operate in the, in the gifts of knowledge, or the words of knowledge. Words of wisdom. A word of wisdom is a divine revelation of the will and the plan and the purpose of God for a specific situation. The Lord will give us the blueprints, words of wisdom. It is different from the words of knowledge in several ways. Word of wisdom gives us direction that contains prophetic insight that should be done for a situation. It'll bring revelation of heavenly wisdom that will be transforming. Transforming. We see in Acts, I believe it's Acts 27, when Paul was giving them a word of wisdom, but they didn't listen. In verse 23, uh, he, he says, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left to Crete. None of you will lose your lives, even though your ship will go down. That's what Paul tells them. He said, for last night, the angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve and stood beside me and said, don't be afraid. Paul, for surely you will stand trial before Caesar. I remember hearing friend, uh, uh, people that we know say how they were on their, their plane and they were going to go do a, an event somewhere and they're flying. 
and the storm was coming in the plane, and people in the airplane started freaking out. I believe it was Bob Jones said this. Bob and Bobby, yeah, they, they said. And they began to, people in the plane began to freak out. And they began to pray for the people. Don't worry. The Lord has us going to this meeting. And he's already given us what's going to happen. And what's going to happen in this meeting. <laughs> That's the words of wisdom. Come on. Holy Ghost. Discerning of the Spirit. Discerning of the Spirits. The word discern means to distinguish between. The word spirit can mean the following in the scriptures. It can mean angels. It can mean demons. It could be the human spirit, the Holy Spirit anointings, mantles, or the motivating influences of people. The discerning of the spirits then is the ability to recognize and distinguish between the different types of spirits and anointings. Come on. I believe this right here is one of the most important even right now in the season and the time that we're in, we have to discern the time. We have to discern the spirit. We have to discern everything that we're doing right now. Remember, it gives us the ability to recognize and distinguish between what is God and what is not. And the sad thing is sometimes believers can walk into such a level of deception that they believe that they're discerning the spirit, but it's a counterfeit spirit that is deceiving them in their discernment. And what they believe is the Lord is not even God. And how do we know that? Because if it doesn't have the character and the nature and the fruit of God, it's not the Lord. Simple. I love you, brother and sister, but I just don't know if I can be your friend anymore. I'm discerning a demonic spirit on your life. What? Uh, that's not God. Because, I mean, listen, I'm all about, listen, I know there's times and there's seasons and there's disconnections and all those things. But the love of God will always, I mean, listen, it's all about family, unity, love, right? We talked about that. Many times people are taught on how to discern when someone has a demonic problem. For example, even in the prophetic. I'm just going to use that as an example. Even in the prophetic, it's real easy when you have a when when you operate in the seer, or you operate in the gifts of the spirit, that you can see things in the spirit. But as you begin to see things in the spirit, you can definitely see what's going on. You can see the sin sometimes. Oh, that person's dealing with this. That person's dealing with that. 
and how we prophesy and how we speak. Let me get this back. I don't want to bring no confusion here. If we focus on the demonic, that'll become our language. If I see somebody who's dealing with, with issues of identity, and then I begin to prophesy, I just see like this, 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 and the issues of identity, and, I, and I'm, everybody knows what they're dealing with in their life. I don't need to focus on the demonic, but what we do need to focus on is the fruits of the Spirit and the characters of God because we speak life and we speak destiny and purpose over the people rather than focusing on the demonic that's trying to attack them. We speak what God says about them. And see, sometimes... We can focus too much on the demonic. And it's not that you're not seen. You are seen. You're seeing the plan of the enemy. But when you speak, you speak it as God sees it. You speak life. Holy Ghost. In Acts 16, 16, it talks about a demon-possessed girl who was following Paul, saying, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Then Paul discerned the spirit that she had and it was a demon. And he said, and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. Paul realized that she was speaking, not speaking from the Holy Spirit, but by a demonic spirit, even though she was speaking truth. And it was the Holy Spirit was grieved. Paul was grieved in his spirit. See, the spirit was truth, but it was a demonic spirit. Negative human spirits are not always demonic. Sometimes people are angry. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, sometimes people just get angry, and it doesn't mean they're, they're possessed or they got some kind of demonic spirit. <laughs> Sometimes they're just having a bad day. Like, oh, that Jezebel. Right? <laughs> People are angry. Sometimes we're prideful. We're jealous. We're offended. We're mourning. We're sad. I think we deal with things differently on a daily basis. If I can get Peter to come on up here, we're going to close out in a minute. Spirit of discernment. We have to discern the times and the seasons. Everything that we're doing right now, it is important that we discern. Did you know that you can even discern joy? 
You can discern joy. God, have you ever been around people that that you're just there and like all of a sudden you just feel like the joy of the Lord? Like, wow, man. I just love being around brother so-and-so or sisters. Every time I'm around them, I just feel like so happy. Like it's the joy of the Lord is on me. Come on. You can discern joy. So this morning, we're going to pray. And I really feel that what I heard the Lord say this morning, I was up about six this morning, and, and I heard the Lord say, it's time to uncap the wells. It's time to uncap the wells. And I believe even, even the message, trust me, when I was praying about this word, I had all kinds of ways and directions that I wanted to go according to what I've been experiencing and what I've been encountering in the region. But I believe this morning is a time of activation for us. It really is. It's an uncapping of the wells and it's a breaking of the religious mindset this morning. And right now, even for those that are watching, I just want to say, get ready. Get ready. Because it's time for us to to walk in the fullness of what God has created us to do. Holy Spirit. Just close your eyes for just a moment. Don't worry about who's around you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Let's get intentional this morning. Come on. I know you're tired. You want to you want to get some lunch. It's going to be there after. This is an opportunity. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come. Come on. Step in. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.